everybody. Well, hey there. Hello. Welcome to another great episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm your host, Parker. I'm joined today by uh, producer Jenny. Hey, friends. And Allie. Hello, Allie. Hi, it's me. Also, I like how when Parker said hello to everybody, <laughs> Allie was like, hi. <laughs> he wasn't talking to you. <laughs> you know, it was just an automatic reaction. I couldn't help it. In, in fairness to her, I was talking to literally everyone in the world. And Allie I'm included. Is one, is one of those people that just said hi, hi. That's fine. That's fine. We, uh, we have a fun episode today. We're talking about a distillery we recently visited mm-hmm. uh, called The Heart Distillery. So, uh, producer Jenny and I recently uh, visited Colorado, mm-hmm. and uh, in our time there, we stopped at a couple distilleries, and one of them was the Heart Distillery in Windsor, Colorado. Uh, really interesting location, actually. Yes. So it's basically Windsor. You're like, where is Windsor, Colorado? It's basically in between Greeley and Fort Collins, if that helps at all. Both of those are about an hour north of Denver. Yeah, yeah, and so basically in between there. Uh, a real unique spot. They, uh, the building, we're going to get into this a little bit. It's, it's got multiple things there. Yeah. Uh, please check out our Instagram for the pictures of the space. Yeah. There are some good pictures there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a combination of things that you might not put together normally. Yeah, no, definitely not. But, um, we're fun to talk about. Uh, let's see here to start out. They have a greenhouse, a brewery, and a distillery all under one roof. That's yes. So when you walk into the place, well, when you see it from the outside, it looks like a gardening store. Like you, it has like all the different, you know, they're selling plants outside, and with, they've got pots and all sorts of you know garden mm-hmm. uh, decorations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you walk inside, it just looks like a a garden store, like. So we walk in and there's a, a girl standing there and she was like, oh, can I help you? And we're like, we're looking for the distillery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yep. she's like, oh, that's back here. And it's literally, it's a distillery and there's a brewery on, in one part of it too that is like in a garden store slash greenhouse. Yeah. No, we, we were there on like the off hours. Yeah. So it wasn't obvious that like, oh, here's where the party is in the back here. Yeah. No, but when you get back there, they have all these tables. They have a little stage so that people can play music. Like they've got all sorts of yeah, stuff nice, going they have on. They a there. nice bar. It was yeah, a it nice. Was, it was really it was a cool setup. Unique, different. Never seen anything like it. So the the greenhouse, which is called the Windsor Gardener, uh, was started in 1991 by Pat and Amanda Weekland, who uh, both have uh, growing backgrounds. I know uh, if I read correctly, Pat is like a third generation grower, and then uh, um. Amanda worked on her family farm earlier in life, and so that made a lot of sense for them to start a... Yeah, uh, they had some knowledge there. Yeah, also to, to start a, uh, a greenhouse. And then uh, Pat, he was a home brewer and started growing and selling his selling hops. So, like, I guess there was a hop shortage at some point, so he started growing mm-hmm. hops. They have a, mm-hmm. you know, they're growing stuff, mm-hmm, grow mm-hmm. some hops, and uh, started growing them, selling them, and then decided to uh, uh, open their brewery, High Hops Brewing, um, which naturally sources a lot of its ingredients from on site since they're growing a lot of things. And then in, uh, eventually in 2018, they opened the Heart Distillery uh, with their son, Zach. He serves as head distiller. He's also head brewer of the brewery. It's a real family affair over at mm-hmm. the Heart. And the, their daughter is also involved, though I do not know exactly how. But they did very say cool. it's, it's very much a family affair. Um, so they make a variety of things, vodka, gin, 
small ba- small batch and cast rank bourbon, rum, absinthe, and, even, and a bunch of uh, canned cocktails that we saw when we were there. Yeah, we wish we would have been able to safely bring back canned cocktails, but we didn't trust that. And, yeah. And we, were fl- we were flying. Next time we'll drive. Yeah. So. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we have three of those things here today. We have their um, bourbon, their gin, and their absinthe. But uh, a few notable selections we didn't get bottles for were the uh, the sugar beet rum. Yeah, that was fun. We tried. It was very interesting. Although we've had that before. The uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Wild Rye episode. Wild Rye, Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have 123 proof bourbon. Wow. That unfortunately they did not have a sample for us to try. No, it's it was it was pretty. The, the price point was pretty substantial. Pricey. And so I kind of get it, but uh, I'm sure it was great. I would have let. I needed to try it though before I dropped like 150 bucks on it. Totally. Um, they also had a bourbon cream that looked interesting, mm-hmm. as well as an orange liqueur. Hmm. So some really cool, unique stuff there. But uh, but first up for us at least, we've got their uh, straight bourbon whiskey. But first, just a quick word from our sponsor. And we're back. So we've got this Colorado straight bourbon whiskey in front of us. So this is the uh, the ninety proof version of this. It's made in small batches. Uh, the water for it is from the nearby. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this. My apologies. The Cache uh, La Poudre River, which is I think a that was pretty good. A nearby river. Uh, we know the water quality in this area is very high. After talking to our friend Sebastian over Noco. Yep, that's a upcoming mm-hmm. episode. Um, that's the other distillery from our Colorado swing. Mm-hmm. But it, he was very much. Uh, raving about the the water quality of Fort Collins. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that they get their water locally. Uh, they refer to this as a crowd pleaser and ideal for an old-fashioned. But Well, we're we'll just be- coming off of an old-fashioned episode, so yeah, everyone should have that fresh on their minds. Mm-hmm. But what do you get on the nose, guys? I'm definitely getting, I think, oak, something woody. Oh, I was getting something woody. I Sh- am. Shocker <laughs> I've got some citrus. Send your alley pickup lines to chai spirits guys at gmail.com. Oh my gosh, I want to read some pickup lines on on the pod. That'd I haven't be great. I haven't heard any updates on our uh, email campaign. How's that going, Parker? Well, you know, I appreciate all the pictures. Um if they could be less l- close less um explicit, that'd be great mm, for me. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I mean they can. That's true. <laughs> it is possible to be both a beggar and a chooser. Get some grain on that nose. What do you guys think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. A little bit of that cereal action, maybe. Cereal for sure. Uh, like Cheerios, like plain Cheerios. And I don't mean that as a bad thing because I think plain Cheerios are delicious. I'm a fan of the honey nut variety. But yes, a, a plain Cheerio does have its place. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Go, go, I'm ready. I'm ready to give this a, a shot. Give it a try. Yum. Yeah, I'm still getting, you know, some of that cereal grain action. Yep. I've got maybe, like a... Um, maybe a little bit of that honey from that Honey Nut Cheerio. Yeah, I do feel... Um, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of, of honey. I've got like... um, Not super strong, but like a, an orange sickle, like a cream sickle. Because mm. like I've got... The first thing I thought, I was like, oh, that's kind of... I got like a creamy note on one part of my tongue. But I, I felt like on the nose I had that citrus, mm-hmm. and I feel like that kind of came through a little bit too. But honestly, 
Not bad. How, yeah. What's the, how many, do we have an age statement here? No. No. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can look at the bottle here. Oh, hold on a second. I do have a aged in virgin white oak barrels for over two years. Okay. There you go. I mean, I feel like this tastes like a two-year-old bourbon, but it's a good two-year-old bourbon. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's very easy to drink. It's, mm-hmm. it's yummy. Yeah. I enjoy it. Are you getting hints of clove and caramel? Maybe the caramel from that that honey note that you had. Mm-hmm. Let me have another little, mm. little sippity sip. Another little sippity sip. I will say, as I'm going in for another sip, that cereal note keeps mm-hmm. coming back to me, circling think, back around. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely that's probably the strongest note of everything mm-hmm. that we've talked about here for sure. But honestly, like this is good. Um, I don't remember what we paid for this. It, but. W- it wasn't super expensive. It like, yeah. I thought it was like 35 or 40 bucks. I don't, yeah, I feel like we got everything we bought was pretty yeah, reasonably like, priced. It really was pretty reasonable priced if I remember correctly. Um, we did also talk to a different bartender later in the trip who used to work at Heart Distillery mm-hmm. and we were asking about the canned cocktails and she yeah. was saying like, honestly, she was like, they're probably better if you like get one made for you at the bar. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably true for most canned cocktails. But she was like, they're really fucking strong. Like she was like, like yeah, she, she, was, she was, she's like, watch out. She was talking about <laughs> like, if you get the bee's knees canned cocktail, she was just like, like half of the, one of those things will get you fucked up. And it's just like, Jesus. Um, so beware if you buy the canned cocktails, but yeah. may, or maybe that's what you want. You know, I don't know. Um, no more bang for your buck. Well, yep. In my experience, a big complaint about most canned cocktails is they're not strong enough. Right. So they, they went the other way. <laughs> so, so that's honestly, that's not a bad call. Mm-hmm. If everyone's complaining that the drinks aren't strong enough, make them stronger. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can just drink less. Mm-hmm. Or drink more. Or like you and I share a can. Yeah. Pour it into a glass and share. Go halfsies. Mm-hmm. So next up, we've got the gin. Um, they've got, they have shared the botanicals that they have used um, for this gin, which are angelica root, coriander, cassia bark, which I've not heard of, licorice root, lemon peel, and orris root, in addition to juniper. And yeah, cassia and orris are both things that are new to me. So the... Uh- I think it's a good point about the, the Heart Distillery logo on the front of the bourbon. Actually, in all, all of them, um, it's got it's the uh, like a, a tree. It's like a cut tree deal, like looking like a tree stump with all the circles and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like you can see the age of the tree with the lines or whatever. Yeah, incorporating the um, mm-hmm. you know plants, the plants, the like natural nature. Yeah, natural nature. Sure, we'll take it. We're going to roll with that. Yeah, we're going to roll with it. Of course, I poured myself some more (laughs) bourbon, and then we got the gin open. So uh, let me just finish this real quick, guys. Nah, take your time. We'll we'll linger on the gin until you get there. Doug, our mascot, is being very sweet right now and sleeping. Mm -mm. All right. So this has... As I mentioned before, this is one of Variety of Craft Distilling Awards. It's 96 proof gin, which I feel like is... uh, a bit higher than many that we try on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, it's definitely not the highest one we've tried, but it's no. Cause I mean, there is Navy strength gin out there, but we, yeah, but I feel lot, like most of the gins that we bring back are not. Well, yeah. I mean, most, I feel like most gins are in that 80 ish proof for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this particular gin has won a variety of craft distilling awards. Let me see if they've got it on. The- <laughs> I said that already. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I had a lot going on here, so sorry. <laughs> but they have three of them on the front here. Did you read them off? I did not. The, uh, hold on a sec here. It's a couple, cra- it's like, it's very craft spirity. There's a like double gold, a best of category, and a best of class from various ones. It's not real, it's not real, uh, clear on there. I, I did read on their website, all like, it, it won like nine awards, this gin. American Distilling Institute's 2019 Judging of Craft Spirits, double gold, best of category, best of class. That's so it's those three awards are from the same. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, on their website, you can see like it won a, it won a variety of awards, not just the, the ones on the marked in there. Yeah. Um, I think that was the, I, one of their spirits won in San Francisco back in like 2014. Was that the, I think that the one, the, uh, cask strength bourbon, the more expensive one. No, it was one of the ones we actually are trying today. I think, oh. I think it was this gin that won it in, won a silver in San Francisco in 2014. I oh, think. Okay. Hmm. Which is the, the a very legit. That's one of the more, thing. yeah. I mean, all the crossbow ones are cool though. Uh, so any really, anytime you win anything is is a good uh, is a win. Maybe it'll win a Chai Spirits Guys Award at the end of the year this very year. Very possible. I mean, that is one of the most coveted awards in the spirits world. <laughs> Don't worry, those uh, those award uh, what are those things called? Trophies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're coming. Oh yeah. Hey. We're still ironing out the design for the 2023 awards. I know. I feel like I've got um, some grass on the nose of this gin. Yeah, definitely some green note on there. Mm -hmm. It's always Mm. hard for me when it's like I'm looking at this list of botanicals and I'm like, is that really what I smell or is... I'm I'm just looking at the words, it's and been, so it's I'm been like, accepted in yeah. The I'm try- like, no, I get the lemon peel, but do I? No, I know. I try not to overthink the botanicals yeah. because um, some of them are a bit obscure, and when they combine together, and then you know, it goes through the whole process. It just doesn't always hit the same way. It's honestly yeah. kind of a light nose. Yeah, no, I, I just I got into the, uh, I get the lemon on the on the palate a little bit. Let me take a sip. Mm-hmm. And then I get like the roots. Like, cause there's a lot of like roots. There's like three different roots in a oh, bark. Wow. Like there's a lot of. Yeah. There's it, it's plant stuff. Going earthy. On. It's, mm-hmm. it's more earthy than I'm used to for a gin. And I actually really, really enjoy that. Yeah. There's it's, a lot, of, a lot of that going on. It's not super floral. It's not. No, yeah. which I like. I like that it's not super floral because that's sometimes my problem with gins. This is I would really ag- enjoyable. I would agree with the <clears throat> the lemon on the palate, the palate. for sure. Um, Thank yeah, you. definitely some citrus going on there. Um, it kind of reminds me of um, remember those what, what, like the lemon drop candies, the hard candies. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it goes a little deeper than that, and then on the finish, I also get. Um, this is one of my favorite notes in a gin. It's like a eucalyptus where it's like almost like a cooling yes. sensation. Um, wow. that, that's where, that's where I get the lemon drop from. Mm-hmm. It's got that soothing. This actually reminds me a lot of, um, watching football at my dad's for Florida Gator games. Calm down across this table there. Um, <laughs> going <Nels. laughs> but back in like the, uh, the early to mid two thousands, because uh, he he was on a little bit of a lemon drop kick back then, mm. 
And so he'd make lemon drop shots for us. And this is exactly what this reminds me of. This is like, all I need this is rim to be covered in sugar and we're in business. I feel like I, so my thought was after tasting that a few times, I would like to cocktail with that and limoncello. Like I want to make mm. a, I, wanna, I get the limoncello note actually. Like I want to find a way to like, I don't know what that cocktail is yet, but I want to do it. I'm, I'm in, I'm in for more of Jenny's, uh, school of cocktail arts. <laughs> that sounds crazy, but I like that gin though. That's actually very, it's very good. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly shocked by how much I'm enjoying this. It is, uh, it's very good. Allie, it looks shocked over here. <laughs> Shock and awe. I'm still enjoying my gin. They're moving on to the next one. I'm just excited about uh, the picture I just got sent to me mid uh, mid recording. And what was that? Uh, that is of uh, of the game, the Bulls game tonight, of which I was sitting courtside. You know, be, no big deal. Ha- having a podcast has its perks. <laughs> and in case anyone was wondering, he was repping Chai Spirits, guys. Obviously, by the, courtside. By, by the way, we did take a meeting while we were in while we were in Colorado, where um, we the Denver Broncos. We met with the Broncos to discuss being the official Spirits podcast of the Denver Broncos. We, we definitely met with a member of the Denver Broncos marketing team. We did. And they did bring us to, they wined and dined us. They brought us to the Colorado avalanche game uh, where we were three rows behind the goal. And that was pretty fucking cool. That was very cool. And uh, <laughs> for some reason well, well, I was not invited. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> I've heard I'm a great time. Great at karaoke. <laughs> You've heard? <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, well, she, yeah, for her not to have need to hear her, she would have to remember being there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember every bit of Before He Cheats by <laughs> Carrie Underwood. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you remember my Alanis Morissette? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. You, you did pretty well, dear. I'm thank, very proud of you. Thank you. All right, so next up, we've got the Trinity Absinthe Superior. I'm going to hand this over to who's ever ready for it. Start with Allie. um, So I I feel like I say this every time, but I am always a little bit lost on absinthe because that is just something I'm not super knowledgeable about. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more today. Yeah, I was really hoping to have Steve on this one because he is my absinthe guy for Mm -hmm. situations like this. But Mm -hmm. uh, he's a really tough get right now, (laughs) even... uh, even big podcasts like ours, of which he is a member, uh, can't can't lock him down right now, unfortunately. Really scraping the bottom of the barrel with the guests today. Yes, yes. Well, we you're. All... I mean, you are you are standing, John. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And uh, I do. You know, they just had to get me up off my bed, which is uh, their couch, just a <laughs> few feet from us. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a struggle still somehow <laughs> somehow some way. <laughs> So the Trinity Absinthe, it's handcrafted with organic herbs from Colorado farms, including their own. Well, they grow, obviously, a lot of things. They have a gardener. Very cool. Or a, uh, whatever you'd call it. They've got a greenhouse. That's the word I was looking for, a greenhouse. They, <laughs> um, they combine several historical absinthe formulas with their earth-to-bottle roots to get the finished product here. So it's... They, they kind of looked at a lot of the uh, the very old school recipes for absinthe, and then they um, kind of meshed those together and used like what they've got locally too to uh, to make this version of absinthe. So, is it normal for absinthe to be 126 proof? Uh, it's usually fairly high proof. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, see, this comes in 126 proof. 
This, so we, we bought a 375 milliliter bottle. They sell them in 750s as well. But the one we bought was $40 for the, uh, the half bottle, which I felt like was enough for what we were doing. Yeah. Also, we ended up bringing back like 10 bottles from Colorado. So yeah. space was very important. Again, tune in to our next episode, which mm-hmm. is really going to be mm-hmm. something. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, also, like uh, those guys are friends with these guys. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they, they got a good thing going. So, so Allie, I want your first take on the nose on that. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to get in here. Mm-hmm. Licorice. There she goes. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's there it is. Full pretty, stop. Pr- pretty normal for, for absinthe, but. So I am pretty sure that I have had absinthe before, but I definitely am like very inexperienced when it comes to absinthe. So like what is normal for an absinthe? You said absinthe. You said licorice is Mm -hmm. like a normal note that you would have. Um, Is it usually this color? Because for somewhere in my mind... I remember it being referred to as like the green, the green fairy. Yes, yes. that's it. Yeah. So I was really expecting it to come out like neon green. Well, there are definitely absents that that are green, um, that, that that are very, very green. But this one is more of like a gold, like a champagne yeah, color. Almost. Ch- champagne's a good yeah. word for that. Yeah, that's yeah, um, yeah. But this on the nose, this actually does remind me of a lot of absinthe I've had in my life. Remi- yeah, J- Jen and I Sam used to frequent. Jenny and I used to frequent an absinthe bar. Oh, we did. We in didn't. Our, we didn't drink absinthe that much. Oh, well, I didn't. I usually got the other cocktails, but but um, I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have been to an absinthe bar somewhere. It could have been in New Orleans. There's one in New Orleans. That is probably where it was. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I do. I remember having an absinthe cocktail of some sort. So this is different because obviously I'm getting like the full effect. Yeah, without the cocktail. Mm-hmm. Is very herbaceous is what you're gonna you're gonna note on all this stuff. It's incredibly herbal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of earthy words on the descriptions here. Ooh, ooh! I just tried it. I had to shake it out after that mm-hmm. one. It's I mean it's high proof. It's herbal, little minty, little minty. It really does like spread over your entire mouth. Like I took the tiniest sip, and it it like felt like it went from the front of my mouth and just yeah it's definitely got some um viscosity to it yes Mm -hmm. great word um triple word score (laughs) um no i like the herbaceous note is really good like i feel like it's it's like a cornucopia of herbs like it's just it's a lot of it and it has that licorice on it but i feel like the licorice is not too crazy the licorice on the nose to me was very strong. Mm-hmm. So then when I actually took a sip of it, I was you were pleasant, more I was of it. pleasantly surprised that it the lick there wasn't an overwhelming licorice flavor. Mm-hmm. Um it's there a little bit, but that that herbiness I get a lot and I think the mint is a great note cuz it's that mm-hmm. no, feeling sure. of like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it after you did mouthwash and you're you, like You know, it's very much a medicinal mint. Yes. For sure, for sure. I would also say like a like a basil or a um, like oregano or something like there's something else there that's like I still do get that mint for sure and it's right. and it's like it's not like candy mint it's like mint leaves mint mint yeah, yeah. Mm. like honestly if you took mint leaves and like chewed, chewed them yeah. in your mouth yeah, yeah. because it, it gets that like um, natural flavor mm-hmm. the like green flavor like i don't know how to describe that other than just like that 
But that that's interesting to me because again, like being somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience with absinthe, I've never cocktailed with absinthe. Like I worked at a chain restaurant. We didn't have absinthe on the bar. Um, that makes me curious. Like now I'm like, well, now what kind of fun thing can I throw together? Actually, the gin and the absinthe might work well together. Yeah, they might play off each other really Honestly, well. There's some great absinthe cocktails out there that, uh, yeah, I know. I, it's like, maybe that's like a new world I need to get myself mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. This does feel to me somehow like I could convince myself that drinking this is good for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like medicinal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was a, you know, a, a, like a, a witch back in the day who was definitely like, this was a special potion to this is cure the, this something. Is the cure. <laughs> this is probably the cure for gout. Like, we don't yeah. know for sure it's not. Yeah. But I really, I really, really enjoy this. This is... I mean, very like surprising to me because I had no idea what to expect. Yeah, you weren't you weren't sure where we were going with this one. I was like, I mean, cool. They brought back an absinthe. Like, let's go. No, I always enjoy seeing local distilleries making absinthe. By the way, it's just so such a unique spirit. So I love when um, kind of smaller places are making taking a swing at it. Yeah, I feel like um, when we go to all of these different distilleries there's a lot of different takes. Like some of them, it's like, oh, well, we're going to make these four things and we're just going to be really good at these four things. And then we go to this one and it's like, they have like, I don't know how many different things they have or how many different types of liquor they have, but it's a lot. At least, I think it's at least like a dozen. A dozen, yeah. And then they have the canned cocktails too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, I feel like when you get a distillery that's like this, you have you have owners of that distillery or like distillers there that really just want to explore everything. I think it's very cool too, that it does doing something like this absinthe or the gin that has, you know, all of these different botanicals in it. It feels very correct for this particular distillery to have something that has all of these like natural aspects, things that you would grow because it is so, that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like their mission statement. Um, and I like that. I think it's cool. And and it's cool that that's what you chose to bring back because it is, there's a word I can't think of. Well, it's, it's unique. Like the, yes, that's a great word. (laughs) um, I mean, I could have, I could have filled in a lot of words there. I feel like it, it would have been fine, but I think that, uh, just the the vibe of that place was just so different. Like I've just I don't think that there's another place like it. Like that's such a such a unique take on um, a distillery location. Um, and I like I, I agree with you. Like with the logo and with the way that they make these things with a lot of really natural ingredients, it just seems like it all really makes a lot of sense. Well, and it feels like I'm obviously not going to get the full effect because I wasn't there. I wasn't actually we'll show you some pics. Yeah. I wasn't actually like in the greenhouse or whatever, but with the, what you guys did bring back, I'm getting the vibe mm-hmm. and that is, mm-hmm. that is cool when you, you know, bring back something from a trip and you can uh, be yeah. transported back to that moment. Yeah. I think it was like 10 things they make 10 things. And then the canned cocktails were separate. Um, but no, that's, it's still, pretty, that's still a lot. Pretty good for you that, you know, a smaller distillery doing some stuff. Oh yeah. I'm looking at the whole lineup here in, um, producer Jenny's photo reel. And, uh, yeah, let's see. There's, there is quite a lot here. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It's, it's, it, I mean, you guys really should go check out these pictures cause the, the vibe is. Honestly, I feel like the coolest thing about, I would love to just go there again, like during 
like a, like a Friday night. Like, oh yeah, when, like when it's, gonna a, when it's actually happening. Yeah, because we were there, and the, so it was literally a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and it's like they their liquor license wasn't open for us to be able to like uh, do like get a cocktail or something like that. We just could like taste the spirits and then buy I, the bottles, I, I, and I that still, was it. I don't think they had that open, but yeah, that's um. But yes, we we were we were only able to taste some stuff, not able to do cocktails. But uh, I you know I. I think that'd be a really fun place to check out. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, I feel like that's the drawback a little bit. But, yeah, but um, the, like the fun part is like you would never find this place just like in a downtown area. Like the way it's so unique, you like it's got to be kind of out, off the beaten path. So yeah, gar- garden stores are not in downtown. No, no. so it's like, <laughs> yes, it's going to be off the, off the beaten path. But also it's like if you come across it, it's pretty cool because it's a brewery, a distillery and a garden store <laughs> all in one. Um what were your favorites of the three, Allie? What did you think? The thing that I am the happiest that I tried was that absinthe. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to compare because the three things that we tried were all very different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, I could see myself reaching for that bourbon literally any day when I just want, you know, a little something. Um, very much a crowd pleaser. Um and uh, the gin, I am so excited for Jenny to make a cocktail with that. I think it's going to be super good. But mm-hmm. that absinthe was just so interesting and so unlike what I'm used to or things that mm-hmm. I would gravitate towards. So I'm going to go ahead and, and give that the nod as my favorite of the day because I was just really pleasantly surprised by it. Very cool. Jenny, what do you think? Yeah, it is difficult to pick a favorite between these three because like she said, it's it's they're all so different from each other. And I feel like each one of these has their use. Um, And I think that they are very strong um, in their ability to. To do like those things. Um, That I think is the best absinthe I've ever tried. That's my favorite absinthe I've ever tried. That's a big statement. Okay. Um. Because a lot of times the like uh, the licorice flavor translates to the palate a lot more and mm-hmm. it's a little bit more in your face. And I feel like here I liked the other nuances to that absinthe mm-hmm. versus others that I've tried. Again, there's not that many that I've tried. So like I can't, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say that like it's not, I don't know that that is that strong of a statement. <laughs> um but I'm going to agree with Allie. That's like, that's probably the thing that surprised me the most mm-hmm. that I liked. Um, I think the other two things have their place as well, though. Okay. Uh, my favorite was the gin. The, the, I agree the absinthe was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But the gin I thought was great. I, I really liked what they're doing there. It's kind of different than your normal gin. I see why it won some awards. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, it's I'm good. A, I'm a yeah, fan. It, was, it was very well balanced. Yeah. Um, something that I really think you could, if you're a gin drinker and you just want to drink it straight, amazing. If you want to use it in a cocktail, great for that as well. Yeah. That's why I enjoy that gin thoroughly. Yeah. I also just, one note that I just had in my brain is the, you know, the, the proof of that gin, the 96 mm-hmm. proof. I feel like that might have helped in creating that full bodied flavor too which I don't think we got to mention earlier. Gave it some backbone. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Now, honestly, uh, great stuff. If you're in, if you're driving from Fort Collins to Greeley or Greeley to Fort Collins, please stop in, stop in <laughs> Windsor. And, uh, and, and also if you need to revamp your house plants, they've got a hell of a spot to yeah, do it. A lot of stuff in there. <laughs> gardening wise. Also a great brewery. Uh, we didn't get to try it, but I'm sure it's good. 
I looked at the beers. The beers looked like they would. I mean, I've I saw some things on there I'd like to try. So yeah, you know. So a really cool spot, interesting spot. It was a very interesting spot. I can't, I can't say enough about how like interesting a spot this looked to hang out. Like vibes, like yeah, yeah. really vibes. cool vibes. So if we go back to Fort Collins for like a four or five days, we're gonna go out there for one night and just like hell yeah, we are. Do it up. Cool stuff. Um, well, we do have a mailbag question today. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Always good to get a mailbag question. Thank you. Um, um, again, please send us your mailbag questions. Try uh, spiritsguys at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so Haley from Manchester, New Hampshire asks, how do you decide which distilleries to visit? It's a good question. It's a great question. Um, I'd like to say there was some really elaborate plan we have to visit distilleries <laughs> across the country slash the world. Um, but in reality, it's w- whenever it becomes uh, convenient, we'll check out distilleries. So like good example, on our trip to Colorado, which was very much a Jenny had to work in Greeley, Colorado for a day. Yep. And so we made a little... A little very industrial, strange town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we made a little three-day trip out of it. And so we hit a couple distilleries, went to three distilleries. We did some... We, we went to the old Google mm-hmm. and we found some distilleries to try out. <laughs> yeah, distilleries that would be uh, convenient for us to go to. And yep. that's how we did that. I know we, we know, hey, we went to Florida, went to visit, we, we visited some distilleries down there and we were down there. We, we yeah. went to wherever and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Next month I have to go to Louisiana. So I'm probably going to check it out and see if I can find mm-hmm. one or two spots that look interesting to us. And who knows, there have been distilleries we've gone to, I'm not going to name them, but that like we go and we visit and we just decide like this isn't a podcast episode. Um, yeah, that's true. But, um, which is fine. Like we still enjoyed it, you know, whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, it wasn't a podcast episode. Um, but yeah, that's, I feel like when Parker and I travel, the two things that we're always looking for is distilleries and good coffee, like local coffee places. That's, that's true too. <laughs> local coffee. But also, and then occasionally we'll be like, all right, what's cool local? So like we, let's, you know, Hey, we got a weekend off. Let's go to Peru, Illinois. And yeah. Right. Union. Then we find star union. Or it's like, Hey, we got, we got a couple hours today. Let's go to fucking Wolf point. Yeah. And, uh, and check them out. We still have like a couple places that are relatively local. We need to check out. Yep. Um, or it's like, Hey, we got, let's go to Judson and Moore for, you know, yeah. for a day on a Saturday. So yeah, usually it's just what's ever convenient for us. And then occasionally we'll, if it, for local stuff, we'll try to like make an effort to go, but usually it's like, okay, we're going on a trip over here, let's see what distillers we can hit while we're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I've, I feel like we've even gotten Allie on the bug a little bit because uh, at one point she was supposed to go to Seattle for for work, and she was she was like, "Oh, I have the distillery I want to go look at." You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I feel like we've kind of gotten some of our friends on that train a little bit too. Shout out to my dear friend Mike out in Seattle. Yeah, I, I will say, I mean, obviously the flight attendant thing makes it a lot easier for me than for just your average person to go exploring and um, seeing different places, trying out different things. But that is definitely this year, um, I'm going to be looking more into that. You know, I'm trying to really cement my place in the podcast, so I, I got to bring <laughs> something to the table. Well, even even Kitty did it for us. Like the like, yeah, they went to they went. Well, I mean, don't well, don't give Allie shit for that. <laughs> I, I mean, saw that look. What? Hold on. What? I yeah. Uh, uh, that kitty brought us some samples from uh, a distillery in Scotland. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So like, but 
You would expect that from a nominee of best guest. <laughs> I knew it was going to come back around Not to that. this. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, when I get my every nomination for best guest in 2023 is just going to be me. Okay. Yeah, that's it. No one else. <laughs> You're that frisky. She's coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> No, because uh, if we leave it to the Academy, then they'll they'll make sure there's one non-alley option and that's who will win. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I, regar- hey, regardless. <laughs> Haley, I hope that answers your question as to how we decide on what distillers to go to. If you have any ones you'd like us to check out, please email us. Yeah, we like suggestions. Trispiritsguys at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at Trispiritsguys and check out our merch store. Woo! At uh, Zazzle.com slash store slash Chai Spirits Guys for uh, all your cool Chai Spirits Guys gear. Hey, what was that again? That's Zazzle.com slash store slash Chai Spirits Guys. Love it. You can be wearing the shirt I'm wearing right now, which says Chai Spirits Guys on it. <laughs> that I, that you, could, you could notice if you were watching the Bulls game tonight <laughs> and uh, you'd see me in, on courtside rocking my Chai Spirits Guys gear. That would be Monday, January 23rd. The recording of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for being with us. And uh, we'll see you next time here at Chai Spirits, guys. Cheers. Cheers.